At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. Hi, Ann. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Jillian. How are you? I'm great. And we have with us a wonderful guest, Gene Erbar, who is Ann Kennedy's son. Welcome, Gene. Oh, thank you. Good but to have you with us. More importantly, for our purposes, Jillian, Gene uh, is Managing Director of Emerging Technologies at iSight Design, which is a... Uh, design firm here in Portland and in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome, Jean. Well, thanks, Anne, or should I say mom? You're um, welcome to say yeah. either. <laughs> Jean, tell us a little more about your background. Um, I think the people listening in knew that you weren't on the show simply because you were Jean's son, although that is a fascinating thing around uh, mothers and sons and fathers and daughters and so on working together, family yeah, businesses. something we'll that, that you know a lot time. about, I'm sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But we'll talk about that another time. Tell us about your background, Jean. Sure. So I actually, you know, I got out of college after studying biology, and this was um, around the about a few years before the first internet boom. So um, if if you knew HTML, you were sort of this strange creature that that couldn't find a, a regular traditional job, but there were these odd little jobs that were popping up, um, you know, around the mid '90s. That uh, that were looking for sort of you know strange sets of skills that nobody really nobody really knew about, um, and so being one of the folks who had spent some time in college learning how to build uh, web pages as we called them in the day, uh, I you know quit very very quickly out of college, got a job building websites, and uh, this was just about the the first time when you could actually get a job building websites, uh, so I had a little bit of jump on of a jump on the industry. And spent roughly a year at a uh, now long defunct um, digital agency, one of the first digital agencies here in Portland. Um, and after a year, a few colleagues and I decided that we uh, we knew a little bit more about the owners about than the owners about running a business, and decided to jump off and start our own small firm, uh, Anomaly, which we ran from 1997 through uh, 2010. And really, my background began as a developer, uh, web dev. And programmer, and I, uh, I built um, you know a number of um, 
number of sites for organizations, you know, large and small, um, U.S. and abroad, and a variety of industries. Um, and around about the time that the iPhone was released and uh, mobile Safari started to become a kind of a, a mobile or a, um, I guess a, a de facto browser standard for for the the emerging platform that that mobiles become. Um, I began you know, dabbling in mobile web and building native mobile apps, and that, that really led to opening a number of doors on the consulting front and realizing that if you look at you know, sort of the shift of, of mobile traffic and mobile engagement over the last uh, you know, five to, to eight years, it's really been a story of um, you know, almost as radical, if not as radical, a shift as what happened in, in the first internet boom is this, this shift to uh, you know, context-based experiences and, and mobile as as really you know king in the marketplace, so that that has led me to um, be able to consult to and help with you know a number of emerging startups in the both the, you know the Portland area and elsewhere, and uh, and build a practice at Eyesight around the application of new technologies and really the exploration of emerging experiences. That makes good sense. Now you were saying you got involved with mobile. Uh, if very early, and about what year would you say that kind Gosh. of took off? Well, if you discount the Palm app development that I did back, you know, when the first those first devices came out, um, yes. you know, I, I gave it a try, and it wasn't really ready for prime time. But I think right around the time, um, around 2007, once the first iPhone came out, yeah. and we started kind of thinking, okay, what does this website look like if I bring it up on this phone that Apple's touting as a fully featured web browser? I mean, that's really a, it was a big claim for them to make. So we we really put them to the test and. And, uh, and and made some interesting discoveries, kind of about how um, about you know how how web experiences translate from you know the large to the small screen, and from a a seated and and you know keyboard and mouse context to uh, you know shaking on the subway or on a bus or you know walking down the street context. It's really a you know it's an entirely different experience. So I think the design world has has done a lot of catching up over the last you know seven years, where we've 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 invented entire new means of, of interacting with digital data by, by virtue of the hardware that's, that's been uh, introduced. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and I would also agree with you that the emergence of the mobile web is uh, as significant as the emergence of the web itself for desktop. Um, I think everybody uh, listening probably has some vague memory of dial-up days. Uh, shortly, people listening to this podcast won't have that memory. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do. Scary. I remember dial-up. <laughs> right. But you're an old guy. You've got kids who will never know that. <laughs> so uh, so I, have kids, I have kids that will never not know a touchscreen. I mean, that's, that's yeah. mind me. Yeah, mind-boggling it is, yes. I have a son who is part of that Google generation and doesn't know a world without, if you will, instant search available at all mm-hmm. times. So that's also fascinating. Um, so it, each uh, part of a generation, if you will, not even a full generation, knows something new. But um, I would agree with you that it is significantly different to have mobile web than it is to have desktop-bound web, as much so as those who had dial-up and then high-speed internet became available. But when you could take it on the road and it became part of our daily lives at all points in our day, that became quite something. So I think you're right about people, uh, one, the engagement being extraordinary and people catching up on design issues around it and so on. But I really want to get in now to what you're doing over at iSight. Sure, yeah. Um, Well, as I said, I I came on board at iSight in 2010 and the mandate Mm -hmm. was, um, the mandate was really 
accelerating the agency's capabilities in the mobile realm. So bringing my experience in, um, in developing mobile apps and mobile websites and, and really um, advancing those capabilities so that we could present a, um, you know, a bona fide practice group around mobile. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the net effect of that is that it's, it's, it's in growing new capabilities as an agency, you find new, um, you find new relationships that get built. And I say it had been a traditional web agency and through some, um, through some really, I think, really sort of creative networking and our work with the community, we've, um, we got involved in a handful of projects that were with emerging Portland startups that had mobile platforms. And by virtue of kind of getting some, some big company experience building out um, some fairly robust mobile apps, we, um, we gained a lot of trust within the startup community as, as experts, both in, both in the experience design and the execution of mobile experiences. So through our, our experiences with a number of, um, of these emerging mobile Portland startups, we, uh, we got introduced to Thai Oregon, which is a, a chapter of Thai Global, um, which is, a, I think, a 5,000-member um, entrepreneurial organization that really it exists around the world. Its, it's locus is in um, Silicon Valley, but there's a strong presence in Oregon, and over you know, a casual discussion one night, the president of Thai Oregon, uh, founder of one of our startups, and our president and myself thought that with this um, sort of extra space we had in our, in our new headquarters in Portland, we would, um, we would open up a, uh, a startup incubator. And that's been open now for about, gosh, 18 months, and it's been a tremendous success. Uh, we've been full almost since the get-go, and we've seen some pretty amazing companies um, roll through there, most notably Globe Sherpa, which is a, a Portland-based mobile ticketing startup that's uh, currently powering all of the ticketing infrastructure for public transportation in Oregon and is now branching out to cities uh, all over the country. Now, that's exciting stuff. It really um, is. And, and, yes, and a well-needed uh, um, mobile app. So uh, now, at iSight, you've said you've been almost full the whole time. Tell us what the success factors are as far as you can see. First of all, I guess uh, you're hosting tech companies. Are mm-hmm. you charging them for space or are they getting an investment from you? How does all that work? Sure. Um, at, at its base, the, the, most basic, um, the most basic kind of requirements for admission to the incubator are really around uh, being an early stage product focused tech company and being a Thai Oregon member. So beyond that, there is, you know, per desk rental. So it operates somewhat like a co-working space. Uh, the difference is that we are really selective and we're trying to build the equivalent of a class within that space. And we offer, um, you know, programming and mentorship and coaching and a number of kind of intangible, um, intangible extras, if you will, that, that really, um, that really add to the experience and make it more than just a co-working space. Some of these things are we have a pitch club that meets a couple times a month that we've seen some amazing, when you talk about success factors, we've seen some amazing progress from uh, companies and entrepreneurs who've come back over and over again to our pitch club and they've gotten, you know, mentorship and coaching from people like, you know, um, the president of um, Merger Tech or, um, or uh, First Insight or, you know, someone from the Portland Seed Fund who can give them really good substantive feedback on, on the quality of their pitch. And we've seen those pitches improve over the course of a quarter to the point where they get to a competition that we hold at the end of the quarter and their, you know, and their, their progress is just obvious and they end up going on to kind of win awards and investment. Um, it's really, uh, we like to think of it as a gymnasium for entrepreneurs. Um, okay. that's, so that's what's kind the... Of a, 
uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about, if you will, not just the time commitment of a CEO or a group that wants to get in there, but the cash commitments as well. Sure. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy and Jean Airbar today from iSight and the tech incubator associated with it. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm talking with Jillian Music, and we are talking today with Gene Airbar, who is the Managing Director of Emerging Technologies at iSight Design Studio in Portland, and also is heads up their tech incubator. Gene, you were just getting into in the previous segment about um, what it takes to be in your in your incubator, what the commitment of the CEOs of your startup companies uh, need to make to be there. Can you go into that in a little more detail? Sure, sure. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the, the baseline requirements are fairly simple. It's, you know, time membership and um, and being a, an early stage 
relatively speaking, product-focused digital startup. Uh, so what that tends to do is it weeds out um, folks who are just looking for you know a co-working space to freelance out of, or if they um, if they haven't formed their company yet, if they're just exploring. Um, there are other avenues that are really good for those. We're really looking for a cohort that we can put together that can learn from each other. Um, in terms of um, in terms of commitment to, uh, I guess to the um, the you know time commitment and cost, it's really um, there's a you know cost per desk every month, which is typically three hundred dollars, and that's going to cover you know pretty much everything from internet to um, you know, light internet, lights, power, desk, chair, um, pretty much everything except the laptop and cell phone that folks will tend to bring themselves. Um, so it's very much sort of a turnkey environment that it, it gets you out of um, one of the one of the frequent headaches that people with new enterprises run into is having to deal with long term leases and you know getting the the various certifications or or things necessary in order to get a lease. Um, when you're just getting started, having a place where you can set up shop and be in um, you know, in close proximity to um, to other companies that are going through similar stages to you, uh, it can be a real benefit. In terms of um, in terms of time commitment, it is fairly loose. There's a for, for the entrepreneurs themselves, um, the the program is as much as you want to make of it. There's um, there's we're really providing first and foremost space and proximity to the experts at iSight, and the degree to which people use those has to do with you know, their level of commitment. And we've seen some companies come and go, um, largely because they were primarily not, you know, fully committed to making the leap. Um, in terms of the actual curriculum and the, um, and the, you know, the programs that we run, we do about one sort of feature level panel kind of event about once a month, and then a few times a month, the pitch club. So um, it really is fairly lightweight from a time commitment standpoint. There are also those biweekly coaching sessions where, we have, um, you know, luminaries and exited entrepreneurs, and, and just folks with um, folks with real experience who come in from the primarily the Thai community and do one-on-one coaching sessions with um, with entrepreneurs on a on a regular basis. Um, it's it's really something where the space is kind of what you make of it, um, and uh, and that that's produced some pretty interesting results, definitely. That is an interesting piece, Gene, that bit about it is what you make of it. I think so often uh, folks do enter even into uh, things like co-working spaces and uh, incubators and so on with this expectation that somehow this is you know going to be an airplane. It will take them where they need to go. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you've got to flap your own wings. You don't even get yeah. an engine. <laughs> so, yeah. In fact, you need to, as, as somebody said, you need to actually jump out of the plane and build your parachute on the way down. That is correct. <laughs> That's great. So does right. somebody need to come in with a minimum viable product or do those get developed on the site? No, we're frequently looking at companies that are either concept or seed stage. So they're, um, you know, when, when Globetrip uh, first came in, um, they were actually, they predated the instantiation of the actual incubator itself. They were in our sort of proto incubator, if you, you will, before we built out the big room. We had a handful of small offices that we were renting out to startups and friends of the agency, and I had known this this company from you know from actually prior to my time at iSight. They were old friends, and they um, they were at the point where they had a, a really enticing customer, very interested in what they were doing, and kind of a the beginnings of a proof of concept. And they really needed a place to grow and um, some amount of iSight's help. So they were kind of the perfect fit. From a you know from a story standpoint, we um, we help them from kind of a user experience standpoint to polish that 
proof of concept up into something that could for, you know, the first charge out of the gate be the absolute best possible application that they could, they could have, um, in the, given the time frame and budget that they had to produce it. And I think that, you know, the results really speak to the power of the collaboration between agency level, um, you know, agency level experience design creative and, you know, talented entrepreneurs who are driven to really build out the best technology possible. Uh, it's a very good combination. It is. Um, so in terms of the things that you uh, provide at the incubator, what you're saying is you have a little bit of, you know, uh, testing, if you will, and, and improvement of one's pitch and so on. And that's an important issue because you mm-hmm. get toward funding that way. Do you also, right. if you will, help founders find co-founders, uh, help uh, idea people to find their executors, if you will, their business partners? Do you help them find, for example, the technologists who can build out their idea? We do, actually. And it's interesting. Um, you can't really throw a rock in Portland without hitting a tech meetup. So there are a number <laughs> of, there are a number of, of avenues for, for that kind of, um, that kind of networking, um, particularly in the Portland area. It's a very vibrant um, startup environment now. What, what we try to do is provide um, enough of a, of a friendly environment that, um, you know, we're really inviting folks from who, who maybe aren't necessarily, um, they're not incubator residents yet, but the events that we throw are open to all. And, you know, time members get some sort of a discount. But um, what we're really trying to do is create a lot of foot traffic and create a, um, a community center space that, um, that, that can engender that kind of, those kinds of, you know, um, happy accidents where you meet the person who could, you know, really help you take your company to the next level. Our space, uh, it's interesting that part of how this all happened this way was because of the way that the building got, got created. iSight uh, purchased the building in 2011 and um, spent about six months building it out. And it's, it's an old LA Fitness, so, you know, a big 18,000 square foot warehouse. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. So it's been sort of, it's been completely, you know, flipped over and redesigned into a, a, a great design working space. But one of the mandates that we had from, um, from the Portland Development Commission was to provide a space for community meetings. So we have a 65-seat a room in which we can do, we do everything from IXDA and Kaifu meetups to, um, you know, we have a 3D printing lab that comes in once a month. Um, we do occasional uh, hackathons there. We had a, a great kind of hackathon with a number of startup companies and then Esri, who's a, a fairly large enterprise company coming in and bringing their Portland R&D shop in. Um, so what we've really created is a space where the entrepreneurial and tech communities in Portland look to us as a hub to create an event. And when you do that, you tend to attract a lot of folks who are either trying to start a company, looking for co-founders, looking for a job. I mean, basically all of the above. Um, and it creates a really vibrant, really vibrant kind of sharing, sharing environment. Okay. I have like a thousand questions at this point. Uh, are you bringing in the high school students so that they know what happens next? I mean, the, the whole idea that we have in so many cities, not just in Portland, but in so many cities around the country, these startup places where um, people are taking ideas and building them into better ways to live and work together, which is what Anne and I always talk about when we talk about our own company at Outlines Venture Group. Mm. But there are so many places that it gives, if you will, a new vision to the children who are growing up today to say, what am I going to do with this education when I get out? Why am I bothering to do this? Uh, What are my ideas worth? What will become of me? And it just beats the hell out of I'm going to throw a ball into a hoop or into a, you know, into a pocket somewhere. Um, there's nothing wrong with playing ball, but uh, growing up and having you know millions of children think that they would like to grow up to be either movie stars or uh, ball players is just not a sustainable way to make a, com- a country. And this just excites the hell out of me because this is. 
Yeah, absolutely. So. You're, you're spot on. And we have the, there's one group, um, Thai Youth Entrepreneurs, that brings in high school kids to do, uh, to do regular meetups. Uh, and there are a handful Fantastic. of folks at Thai that have really kind of taken the, they've searched, you know, really picked up the, the reins on, on trying to bring the next generation along. And, and the, the, the reality of the situation is that, you know, for all the, um, for all the hemming and hawing about the, the state of the economy and how hard it is to find a job, if you're in, if you have any level of, of skill in, in the tech or design field right now, it's incredible. It's an incredibly rich, uh, you know, hiring environment. And for the folks on the other side of the fence who are trying to find talent, it's really difficult right now. So the, I, I can't stress enough the importance of, you know, encouraging folks who are, who are, you know, just entering the workforce to really, you know, focus on, focus on those technical skills and, and, uh, and and look for that look for those that thing that really sparks your your creativity because it's it's an amazing time to enter tech really is oh it certainly is so if there are any students listening it is about the tech right get learn to dev and you will never be without you know exciting work to be done um, so that's great we're going to take one more break here at CEO Coach when we come back Gene I'd like you to think about sharing some of your hottest tips perhaps those around the successful companies that you see coming in how you look at the so many companies that come through your incubator and you kind of sit back with a squinted eye and you go that one's going to make it what is it that they've got that the others don't? This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy and Gene Airbar of EyeSight and the tech incubator that they uh, host. We're going to be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended... 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to... We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we're talking to Gene Airbar. Gene, this has been such a great discussion of what you do at iSight with the Tech Incubator and how that works. And what we'd really love to know now as we wrap up our program is what are some of the, the top things that we can take away from hearing your experience at uh, iSight's Tech Incubator? Sure. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of different angles from which to think about that question, and the I think the, um, the 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 obviously the investor angle is one. And having sat through now by virtue of being in the in the incubator and working both with clients that we occasionally um, work um, you know partial equity trade deals with, and having to do due diligence, also participating in Angel Oregon last year, and going through uh, due diligence on uh, on a couple of companies there, and really watching the selection process. Um, I have what I consider to be now sort of a statistically significant sample set. And, and when you think about it from the investor's standpoint, you have this sort of ranked list of attributes that, that, um, that funders are looking for and that, um, that really are good signals of success. And at the top of almost every successful investor's list is, uh, is the team is, you know, who, who are these people that are, that are going to go to market and are going to take this thing, um, that are going to take, um, you know, are going to take take this enterprise to the next level. Um, beyond that, obviously, having a a, a product that um, a product or a concept that has uh, that has uh, a market that that it can actually exploit. Um, there are a lot of great ideas that aren't necessarily great ideas that are great companies, and being able to put those things together. So, some of the things that that I've seen that are really interesting. Um, really, really interesting kind of examples of that. Um, the closer I think to the foundation of a new movement that a tech company is, the greater a chance of really um, scaling they're going to have. And, and, a, and a great example of this is, um, if you think about it conceptually, there are a lot of companies out there that are being built on top of these great platforms. Um, you know, Uber couldn't have existed without the iPhone and without GPS. Um, so they're sort of taking advantage of the scale of, of a huge market and, and a great, um, and, and, and kind of a great set of, of, of market conditions and technologies that enable them. Um, but if you look at a company, for example, like, and that's great, no, no, nothing against Uber. I think they're doing an amazing job of, of, of really disrupting the, the transportation market. And I think last mile logistics is going to be an amazing space for them. But if you, if you look at say a company like Portland's urban airship, um, if you had looked at them in 2009 and they're re- responsible for, um, you know, revolution and sort of push manage push push notification management and uh, and messaging at large sort of um, via apps to, um, to to consumers. If you looked at what Urban Airship was was setting out to do when they got started back in you know, two thousand nine two thousand ten, it might have looked a little um, 
a little hard to, to sort of penetrate and figure out why it was going to be such a big thing. But the fact is what they've done is they've taken this sort of very important, relatively low-level requirement that marketers have with the native mobile apps and created the need, they've created a, a solution that shoots just far enough ahead of the market so that when everybody like you know, ESPN and CBS and all these folks that are doing you know, amazing levels of you know, direct marketing via apps to their customers, um, when they realize they need it, there's already a player there that's been working on the technology long enough because they've seen, they've sort of read the tea leaves and seen where things are going. So, um, you know, not not to be too cute about it, but the abil- ability to predict the future is a great <laughs> is a great indicator of success. Um, and I think I've seen that in a couple of companies that we've started to look at now, where um, they're doing things. There are a number of companies in Portland that are doing things with iBeacons, for example, and. You know, the iBeacon standard is famously about, you know, it's one short paragraph long and then the legal agreement with Apple to include it in, in iOS apps is, you know, 64 pages. So it's not complicated technology, but it's somewhat um, primordial and difficult to manage. So companies that are, um, companies that are really looking at how those, um, those, those new technologies like iBeacons can, can support the market um, they're going to win. And right now what you've seen is, and what you see in a lot of emerging technologies is the first place that real market action happens is in highly vertically integrated solutions. So there are a lot of uh, retail solutions specifically for iBeacons now where you have an entire package and if you're a retailer you can install something. Well, the folks who are working at the much lower level of, okay, how do we manage uh, you know, beacons as sort of a larger platform and a larger, um, uh, more broadly applicable uh, platform, they're going to have a much bigger market to work with. They're not going to be restricted to one vertical. And uh, if they're thinking more fundamentally about the technology, then then they're going to have a great um, you know great advantage. Um, and to bring it back to Globetrotter, they've had a great um, they've had a great run in you know they started with uh, visually authenticated transit ticketing, and that's a huge market because you know you have a number of these solutions where you have to swipe a card or you need to go through a turnstile. But, but by and large, there, you know, there are a ton of transportation systems out there that can really benefit from a more uh, broad baseline of um, secure, visually authenticated tickets that can be used across an entire transportation network. And I think that's what, um, you know, what, what Nat and Michael at Globetrippa really, um, really took and ran with was this idea of building out an infrastructure that can be applicable to a number of transit systems and that can be easily ro- rolled out more easily than a, a solution that requires hardware. Um, so yeah, e- ease of scaling is another another good indicator, I think. Absolutely. I do believe that the closer you get to the core of a subject, the larger your market and the more likely you are to have an extraordinary exit. Um, and I also agree with you that a large number of these also exist uh, today. If you will, what I call the underpinnings of the web are here. Um, certainly they will change over time and so there will be other monster wins. Uh, but uh, the vast majority of the startups will be folks who are building these better ways to live and work together based on that platform. They will be smaller wins, perhaps shorter plays, and we must learn to invest appropriately there. We'll have another show all about that concept later. But in the meantime, Jean, it was wonderful to have you with us. I'd love to know how do people get a hold of you if they want to know more, both about the incubator, perhaps about your work, and about your philosophies around uh, investment. Uh, sure, sure. Um, I think uh, first, getting in touch with me, that's easy. Um, it's gene, G-E-N-E, at eyesightdesign.com. Thank you so much for being with us today, Gene. It's been a real pleasure. Um, yes, uh, I was hoping that uh, you would join us again in the future and tell us more about how the eyesight uh, incubator is going. 
Oh, I would be happy to, Jillian. And thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'd love it if you'd stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Hit the like button or something. Let us know you're out there. Pop in a comment. Tell us your questions. We'll try to get them answered here at CEO Coach. Uh, You can download these shows through iTunes, through iHeartRadio, through webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, and so many other places around the web. Till next week, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy signing off. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.